if I stretch my face out like this, does it throw you off? Like if I did a whole thing like this? Uh, That's one of the more disgusting faces I've ever seen in my life. But I still love you. Aw. Adorbs. Uh, what's, a, what's an adorb? What are you, 80? Every single episode is the number one way you could help us reach... We say what, Rob? Rob, we, what, ex- what is haba, it exactly haba, that haba, we're haba, saying, haba, Rob? Haba, haba, haba. Hey, Rob, I have a question for you. Yes. Is one of your New Year's resolutions this year to have a higher trophy count than me? Oh, wow! Wow! Got him! Welcome to Cast Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week, we kick off the new year with plenty of stuff to talk about. Bada bada boom. Bada bada boom, baby. Welcome back. 2018. Happy boom year, bro. Happy boom year, my man. Dude, episode 53. Can you believe it? No, it feels like it's taken forever to get here, but we're here. Well, that's what happens when you do, you know, bi-weekly episodes everything takes a little bit longer to get there well that's fair yeah no that's a really good point actually um but we had a handful of things happen in this game over the last two weeks during the holidays which was nuts uh so why don't we just jump right in and talk about it uh sure but first i think we have like a little small not really so big minor announcement to make do we we do. We do. I'm 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 learning with I'm learning with the audience. Alright, so let me <laughs> I have no idea let, what you're talking about. Let me explain. By the time this episode releases, it will be Sunday, right? I hope so. So Sunday is January seventh. Right. And the day before January seventh is your birthday! Oh! <laughs> I did not see that coming, actually. I did not know that you were going to talk about that. Awesome. I forgot about my own birthday. That's what I'm here for, man. Like, true brothers never let their other brother... Wait, does that make sense? Like, true brothers true brothers never let their other brother... It kind of <laughs> makes make sense. sense. I mean, I don't really know where your thought process is going, but I get it, because we're brothers. All right. I'm going to say this more simply. I will never let you forget your birthday. Happy birthday. You're 31 years old, you've got aches, you've got pains, but you're still my brother. Bada bada, boom. Boom. Do you feel better now that you got that out of your system? I feel a lot better, actually. I've been waiting to say that, like, for the past two weeks, so I'm happy. That's good. Oh, wait, we actually do have one other thing to talk about. You're not in your normal location. Dude, I totally forgot. This is like a pretty major thing, and I totally forgot about it, actually. So so with that segue, you guys might remember that I'm originally from New Jersey, that Rob and I are both originally from New Jersey, and that recently, I, you know, within the last six months, my wife and I moved down to North Carolina. And ironically, for all of January and February and a small bit of March... I'm actually going to be working in New York City. Wild. Dude, I'm in the Big Apple. It's so crazy because, like, I've lived in 
New Jersey my whole life and worked in New York and for like the past six years and never actually lived in the city. Now I moved to North Carolina and boom, the irony of me now working in the city. That is pretty ironic. But how do you find living there? I love it, actually. It's funny because like we've always wanted to live in the city, but never like actually wanted to live in the city. Um, And we love it. It's, you know, we've got ourselves an apartment here and we're enjoying it. And literally everywhere you need to go is just right around the corner. So you can walk five minutes and get anything you need. It's incredible. Yeah, that is a bonus. Um, But I bet you're not used to the cold winters now. Dude. The weather is like zero degrees. I thought I moved away from this, and it is brutal outside. Yeah, that's what happens, man. The tri-state just pulls you back. Boom. Mm-hmm. So now can we get into talking some Clash? Let's do it! All right, so how was your week in the arena? Week's been pretty good, man. I am, I am currently sitting right around 4,250 trophies. As usual, I'm still using my baby, our baby. The Mortar Mauler. Um, as you know, the season just reset pretty recently. Actually reset on New Year's Eve, right? Like New Year's Eve going into New Year's Day. And dude, this season, for the first time in like six months, I hit my personal best. I made a new personal best of 5,056 trophies. What? I was super excited, dude. Every season or so, I get right around like 4,900 or, you know, 5,000 trophies. But this time, I finally got past my all-time high. And, dude, I'm just loving it. Out of the draft chest, when the season ended, I got 24 Expos. And, bro, I got a Mega Knight. One away. What? One away from getting that guy to level three. Bada, bada, boom. Well, at least you got a legendary from your uh, season-end draft chest. I got nothing. I think I actually also might have gotten Expos, but I got, and maybe Baby Dragons, but no legendaries. It was terrible. I feel like I get more legendaries from the draft chests when I get uh, Challenger 1 as opposed to Challenger 3, which makes no sense. Yeah, you know, I'm not really sure how that works, right? Like, if you get a higher ranking... Are the chances of you getting a legendary in the draft chest higher? Or is it the same percentage for everyone? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I would hope that they got higher. Uh, but also, I'm of the school where I just think that if you're in any of those categories, I kind of think it should be a given that you're pretty much going to get a legendary. It should be rare that you don't get one. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. But I guess aside from... Your draft chest, which you're clearly not too excited about. I'm not. <laughs> How has your week been in the arena? Uh, it's actually been pretty all right. Uh, I, I'm also around 4250 right now. Uh, so it's a rare opportunity for me to say that we're the same. So that's pretty cool. Boom. But I also hit my personal best, not quite as high as 5000, but I got to 4781, almost one away from 4800. I was so excited and so close. But alas, no cigar, as they say. Dude, that is amazing. Your previous, your previous best was just above 4,700 trophies, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was like 4,711. So that's like at least two games past that, right? Yeah, that's more than two games. Yeah, that's, that's a little bit more than two games past it. That's amazing, dude. Like, were you, when I got that high, like when I got to my PB, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't really matter like what the trophies are. Like your PB is your person, like your personal best is always your personal best. So regardless of whether it's 4,800 trophies or 4,200 trophies or 3,700 trophies, 
mm-hmm. when you get to that level and you're trying to play for the next game, I feel like everything is just happening so fast. <laughs> you're so nervous. Like your palms are sweaty. You're making mistakes that never happen. It's all shakes. Yeah. It's like, it's all shake and bake, baby. And it's just like nothing usually ever goes the way that you plan for it to go. And then the trophy death spiral comes. Absolutely. That's exactly when it happens. And I, I try really hard not to play after I get that, but I always, especially with like something where I, one more game would have brought me to 4,800. Clearly I had to try again. And of course that's when the spiral started. Uh, so I just tried really hard to get myself back up to a high number, which was 46, 46. Uh, and that's where I finished the season. So that was pretty good. Awesome. So anything else happened this past week? Uh, well, I got another log. Whoa. So what level is, is that nice? Is it still level two or? Nope. I finally got a log to level three. Dude, level three log is huge. So I could finally take out a level four princess, which has been driving me nuts for the last couple of weeks. Oh, right. Like if you can't use a log to kill the princess, you have to waste something else. And it's just brutal. I totally understand that. Well, especially with a mortar deck, and my mortar usually is not close to my tower because we put things near the river. So when I drop that mortar and they drop a level four princess to try and counter the mortar, it becomes very annoying, especially when I have to use my log for other things. But I can't kill a princess, which to me, you would think a log with spikes could kill that little princess. Yeah, she is a little princess, right? That's like almost saying that like the log wouldn't kill like a goblin, but that's just not right. Right. It doesn't feel right. Right. I'm with you, man. We should start a we should start a protest. <laughs> or a march for the princess. A march for the log. Boom. But yeah, other than that, I've also been trying out a new mortar mauler strategy. Hmm. A new mortar mauler variation, I should say. Uh, I don't remember where I saw it. I don't know if this was the exact deck that I found or played against, or if I just combined two different types of this deck. But I've been replacing the skeletons with bats and the arrows with the tornado. No way. Yeah. And it's been holding its own pretty well. I'm still, like I said, I'm still at 4250. Uh, I pushed past 4300 before we recorded this uh so yeah i'm kind of excited i just kind of want a little bit of variation while i'm playing i feel like i don't really play with too many other cards and i feel like my loyalty to the mortar deck is both a blessing and a curse uh and my bats and my tornado aren't fully leveled where they should be but they're holding their own because they're just they just do quick damage you know yeah, no, I, I hear you, man. I think it, the tornado is really cool when you're playing with a mortar or if you're playing with an expo because you can keep things off of your siege like building, right? But you can also pull things out of the range of the mortar or expo. So it just allows it to get better locks on the tower. Right. You know what else you can do? Tell me. Tornado rocket. Tornado. Oh, yeah, dude. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. Uh, the most sinister of plans. I love it. Cool, man. So, I mean, weeks in the arena have been pretty decent, I'd say. They have. And I've also taken a new strategy to the shop because I usually, I usually haven't been buying anything. But up until recently, I have been purchasing. Here's my new strategy. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. If there's a card in the shop that is currently in the deck that I'm working on the ladder with, I buy it. It doesn't matter how much it costs. I purchase it. The only exception to that rule is a legendary, and I will purchase a legendary only if it's going to put me one or two away from the next upgrade. 
So I would agree with that. But what happens if in the shop they are charging you like 250 gems for cards? Honestly, that is the second exception that I haven't seen because I haven't needed to purchase a card that costs gems yet. Got it. Okay, so I've had some cards like they'll offer me like five epics for like 250 gems. I'm, I don't know if that's correct, but it's close to that or something. Uh, and I'm always just like, why would I, why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. Um, but like I said, I have seen that in the shop before, just not for the particular cards that I would need. I, I get it. So like, just as an example, right now, my shop has 20 Inferno Towers, rare cards. They're offering it to me for 100 gems. I'm going to hard pass. Hard pass on that one. Yeah, that's it. That's a swipe to the left if I've ever heard one. Yep. No, I agree. And oh, by the way, since you've been using the bats and the tornado, I have just upgraded my tornado as we speak to level five, because if you think it's viable, I'm going to give it a try. You going to try it? I'm going to try it, dude. Should I also level up my bats? Right now I can level up my bats to level 12 if I Mm. want to, but it costs 50 grand, like 50,000. I don't know about that. I have 180,000, so I can do it, but I don't know if I should. So they're at 11 right now? They're at 11. Oh. Uh, I'm playing with them at level 9, so I don't think, I think you're fine. Okay, I saw, I'll, I'll leave it, I'll leave it as is for now. <laughs> just yeah, see, I'll see if I just like see the how deck. it works for you. Deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as always, expect to lose a couple times because it's a different style of play. You're playing with a tornado. You don't have your, uh, your arrows to fall back on anymore. That's true. But you're no longer susceptible to a log taking out your skellies boom mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. does anything else happen to you before we move on nah man let's move it on up you're good so we had a lot of stuff happen uh dude we finally had a gem rush gem rush the first of its kind the game brought us a gem rush and it was honestly honestly so 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 much fun Dude, I, I couldn't agree more. When I saw how many gems they were giving you, I was just like, wow, like that was super generous. And it's just for like playing the ladder. And I thought that the way that they did it in terms of, you know, it only worked in the ladder, but you know, that's fine. It gets incentivizes people to play the ladder. And mm-hmm. the way that it worked was similar to the gold rush, right? Where every time that you killed a tower, like an archer tower or uh, the king tower, you would get a certain amount of gems. So if you killed one tower, you got five gems. If you killed a second tower, you get 10 more gems. If you killed a third tower, you got 15 gems. So I guess in total, you could have gotten 30 gems per match. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, since we play the Mortar Mauler, it's like almost impossible to get a three crown. So most of my victories came in the form of five gems. So yeah. <laughs> uh, needless to say, I didn't play enough games over the three day span to like, get all of the gems but i know plenty of people that did and they loved it i thought this was a really really generous offer do you remember how many you got i personally got 65 gems um and i i forget the number man but i think like they were giving you like 300 or 250 or something like that and i just thought that that was really cool yeah no uh, i think i doubled what you did and i think that's mainly just because i played more that's awesome. I know. And I also didn't really go for three crowns unless like the guy gave up. Uh, but um, I usually wound up getting one or two. So I was able to get more gems quicker and then not play as many games. Right. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. So quick question. Now that you actually got to play it, do you think that they should be doing golden gem rushes more often? Absolutely. How often? I don't know exactly how often. Like I feel like 
I feel like one per week. Okay, here, here's what I feel. They should look at when during the week is the slowest activity of play. And they should off if it's, you know, pick, pick two days, right? Pick two days in the middle of the week when it's the slowest game time for people to play the ladder. And they should offer once a week, gold rush, gem rush, gold rush, gem rush. Every other week, switch it up, reduce how much the, the, the rewards are, right? Like instead of 6,000 gold and, you know, 250 gems, make it 100 gems and make it 2,000 gold or something like that if it's going to be every week. And if you, no, I'm making this up, but if it's Tuesday and Wednesday, if those are the two slowest ladder days, then maybe it incentivizes people to get into the game. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know what, it, it's kind of like when a restaurant offers you like deals to go in on like a Tuesday, right? Like <laughs> everyone still goes on Friday and Saturday. So it's just like, come in on, on Tuesday and Wednesday and we'll give you a little, little something, something. Right. You can get lobster for half off on Tuesday nights only after 7 p.m. Right. And like Applebee's, like you get half off every night after 10 p.m. or something like that. So you're more incentivized to just come on in and. Play some ladder games, man. Like, what else are you going to do? No, I agree. Um, I don't know if I would do it every week, maybe every other week, and they could switch it back and forth, but I do agree that they should be doing them way more often. I mean, to be fair, it's the first time we played a gem rush, and we've been hearing about this for a couple weeks now. And we've played how many gold rushes? Three? Two or three. I don't remember, but I, I agree. Maybe every week was a little bit, uh, little bit ambitious of me, but it was <laughs> a lot of fun. And what I do know is that people loved it. Agreed. You know what else people loved? Tell me. The Royal Ghost Mirror Challenge. Bro. <laughs> Bro. The Royal Ghost Mirror Challenge. Did you play it? I did. And I, I, I liked it until I hated it. What? Yeah. I don't know. I did, it, was, it was one of those challenges where there was no way I was going to win because people figured out how to play this card. And I just feel like when you pair this card up with certain cards it becomes pretty pretty difficult to deal with yeah no i i I would totally agree with that so i played this challenge three times one for the free attempt and then two more after that and progressively got better with each attempt so for the first attempt on my free challenge i lost after three wins then i got to seven wins and then i made it to 12 wins so i wound up getting the royal ghost out of this challenge dude boom boom and I got to tell you, like, I was super, super disheartened when I played the free entry and only got three wins. Like, I was like, I'm definitely not playing again. It's 100 gems for this, for this challenge, and I'm not wasting another one because I did miserably. And then, you know what I did, dude? I went on Twitter, and I just saw all these people with, like, royal ghosts, and I got mad. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like you know Joe's what? was like, why not me? Why not me? So I just went back in. I said, you know what? I've got like, I think I had like 300 gems. So I was like, I've got three more good attempts in me. I'll just try it out. And after the third total attempt, I got it. Dude, I was super, super excited. This Royal Ghost is crazy. You said it, man. Like certain combinations of cards with this, with this in it, when it synergizes, is just tremendous. Yes. It's also traumatic. It, well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, de- it definitely is traumatic, and I, I feel like this card has really good defensive capabilities because it offers splash damage, and it is a tank. It offers great offensive capabilities because it's invisible, it is a tank, 
and it gets the first swing on any of its opponents. Does it? I didn't know that. Okay. If you read the tooltip description, it mm-hmm. says that it's, it's invisible until it gets, like, scared by, um, by another trooper unit, right? Mm-hmm. But we thought originally that that meant that it got startled from a distance and then became, like, you know, uninvisible again. But that's right. not the case. It doesn't actually become uninvisible until it engages the troop or, or building. So ah. if a knight is walking over to a royal ghost, the royal ghost will slash it once before the thing even fights back. That's a really good point. I didn't even think about it. And you know, it's funny now that you say that. I know that this card is a little overpowered, but it would kind of make sense for the troop that gets uh, startled, so to speak, that it, you know, it actually gets startled and it can't do something for a half a second. Oh, like it kind of like a mini stun for 0.5 seconds. Yeah, because it scares them. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. I would totally cool. agree. I think that'd be a really cool, like, uh, mechanic. Yeah, maybe get rid of the splash damage and replace it for that. Well, then you're giving it two debuffs, so... Am I? Maybe it needs that. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, if you remove the splash damage, that's a, that's a debuff. That's a nerf, right? Right. And if, you remove, and if you add a stun to him or startle effect to him, then... No, not him. He, do, he, doesn't, get, he doesn't get stunned. The troop that he is... Uh, being startled by gets stunned because oh. it's a ghost. Wait, that's really cool, actually. Yeah, he scares the troop. That's really cool. See, I think that they could play around with that. Yeah. See, it's not such a bad idea. It's no, it's not a bad idea. I totally misunderstood what you were talking about. But now I'm on. We, Rob, we're on the same page, man. Now we're on the same wavelength. Boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also had Modern Royale. Modern Royale. Dude, all cards that were released after the global launch in March of 2016. So you couldn't play with any card that came before that, which was wild. I like, my head had to like do a double take because I was like, wait a second, this card didn't come out until when? When? Wait, why can't I play with this card? I couldn't agree more. Like I was looking for specific cards like you were and I was just like, wait a minute, I can't use, how am I going to win without, without using this card? Uh-huh. So, I made a ridiculous P.E.K.K.A. deck with a bandit, and I don't know how I did it, but I think, I'm going to say three, after three attempts, or maybe four, could have been five, six, I don't know. I tried a lot, because it was only ten gems after the free turn, which was great. Thank you. Keep those coming. Um, I won. I won! I finally won a challenge! <laughs> Congratulations, man. And this was a good one to do it, too, because you, it was cheap to play. And, you know, they didn't give, you know, great rewards, right? Because, you know, it was 2016, 2017, 2018 in terms of gold. But that's a pretty, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like spending 10 gems for like over 6,000 gold. And plus they give you like a couple of gems back if you won. Yeah, I mean, I was fine with that. That was like a, a single purchase in the shop for me with my new strategy now when I'm going buying. No, I, <laughs> I totally agree. With this challenge, my strategy was to use a Sparky deck. And I used a crazy Sparky deck because the only true card that counters the Sparky in the modern world of Royale is the E-Wiz because there are no zaps and the only spell that came out after I think there was two spells that came out after global release one was the poison and the second one was the log 
neither of those have sparky defense capabilities. <laughs> right. Good point. Didn't even think about that. See? You, you don't realize when all these things came out until you go into a uh, game mode like that. Yeah, dude, when I saw that the zap couldn't be... I, that was like the number one card I looked for. I was like, I need zap. I couldn't find zap, and I was just like, well, if I can't find zap, then I'm definitely playing like a sparky <laughs> goblin barrel deck. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. And you want to hear the best? You want to hear Tell the me. best about the whole challenge for me? Yeah. That win, that's where I got my last log from. Really? Yeah. So Modern Royale, baby. Yeah, bro. That was great. I was so excited. It was like the icing on a very deliciously sweet cake. Boom. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, do you have anything else you want to say? Nope. Let's move on. You know what time it is? Do I know what time it is? I think a better question is, do you know what time it is? I know what time it is. It's time for Boom It or Move It. Boom It or Move It. So how do we play? What's Boom It or Move It, Joe? So Boom It or Move It is a relatively new segment in our show where Rob and I take specific and random ideas, thoughts, concepts, literally anything about the game, and we say whether we like it and we boom it, or we don't like it and we move it, and we explain why. Beautiful explanation, Joe. That's what I do. I'll boom that. Boom. All right, so are you ready? Ready as I'll ever be. All right, let's dive in. In the new meta, Hog Rider seems to be more prevalent than ever. So, the Hog Rider could use a small nerf yet again. Boom it or move it. Hmm, I do see Hog Rider all the time now. I think I'm going to have to boom it. Really? Yes, because <laughs> I, d- I, know th- I know that it just got a recent uh, nerf where they messed around with its initial hit speed. Um, and one other thing, I can't remember what, but uh, I kind of think that this card is a little too tanky. I don't know, man. I just feel like the Hog Rider's job should be to get in and get out, right? And if he can get in there and get six hits on a tower, to me, that means he's lasting too long. And if you throw a zap on top of that, or an Ice Spirit on top of that, or an E-Wiz on top of that, that tower is game over. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I mean, uh, you know, the, the other nerf that he got was that his attack speed was reduced by 0.1 seconds as well. So his initial attack hit got reduced, and then also the, you know, every subsequent hit after that. Didn't seem to make a difference. Well, <laughs> I get it. I mean, <laughs> I, I do understand what you're talking about, but I would... I, if this were mine, I'd move it, and I would disagree. So Ooh, that's that's where I stand. You cut me deep. You cut me deep, bro. It's better than throwing salt in the wound. Anyway, well, that's ready? True. Let's do let's <laughs> do the next one. Are you ready? Because I'm reading it to you. Oh yeah, I thought I was. You're up. Ha! My turn. The giant skeleton bomb does not deal damage to the royal ghost while he is in ghost mode. That's what we're calling it now. Ghost mode. Yeah, what else would you call it? Uh, invisible. Were you going to say, like, invisible mode? No, I like, no, you're right. I like ghost mode. Anyway. Rob, you know what? Rob, you know what? I'm going to give you a quick Joey Deluxe. Oh, boy. Here we go. Just because someone's invisible doesn't mean he's in invisible mode. In fact, I would argue that the appropriate way to describe what the royal ghost is is that he has 
successfully transformed into his ghost mode. Hence, therefore, you cannot attack him. Bada bada. Boom. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Joey Bag of Donuts. Once again. <laughs> Are you ready? I hope so. Boom it or move it. <laughs> Dude, I am totally, totally gonna move this one. For me, this makes absolutely no sense. He's invisible, fine. He can't be attacked by troops or buildings unless there is splash damage associated with something else being attacked. I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he can get hit with spells while he's invisible or in his ghost mode right would then lead me to believe that he should get attacked or be damaged by a giant skeleton bomb when it explodes while he's invisible i don't know if it happens with the balloon as well i'm not sure but i would assume it's the same type of thing and yeah. to me for him to be invulnerable to that makes literally no sense that doesn't make any sense. I would agree with you 110%. Uh, it it kind of kind of seems like an oversight to me. You know, I I would I would totally agree with that. I mean, it's a new totally new mechanic, right? The the game developers have never done anything like this before or at least released anything like this before. And so, for this to be an oversight, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against that because it's so new, it's hard to think about everything and it's to be honest, it's not even like a big oversight. It's a small thing, but when you're facing it, it's a big issue <laughs> when you wonder why your giant skeleton bomb doesn't kill him. Right. No, I agree. Um, hmm. I can't wait to see that happen and get angry about it. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope it on no one. So maybe you, but that's fine. Maybe. Are you ready for the next one? Ready. This game needs the ability to share replays outside of the game using the share button. Boom it or move it. Boom. Boom, 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 boom. Wow. Tell me why. Really? I just, I don't know, man. I just feel like this game definitely needs a native way to handle this kind of thing. And I know, I know you are able to screen record and then send it to things like messages and Twitter. And I'm just like, no, like, Give me the ability to share this thing because it should already be screen recording. They could easily put that in the game and then just let me send that to someone. It's in a link and it's stored somewhere on a server. Done. Problem solved. Well, I would agree with that. But instead of like screen recording, why can't you just like take the actual replay and just like share it? Like go to your... I mean, that's what I'm saying. It is doing that already. Oh, I understand what you're saying. I So I totally agree. Right. It's already recording the game and it's already saving it somewhere so you should just be able to go to your like you should simply be able to go to like your um your activity log or tv royale and share a replay outside of the game you can already click the button for share to a clan but you can't share it outside of the game it makes no sense i mean right i get why it doesn't happen yet but to me it's a simple thing that would really be awesome well yeah i agree um so that's why i'm booming it boom Mm-hmm. Ready for number four? Let's do it! Joe, it's raining skeleton barrels. Skeleton barrels seem to be overtaking the meta. Boom it or move it. So I don't know how to feel about this one. Hmm. I love the fact that the skeleton barrel 
is like making huge impacts on the meta in the current meta, right? When this first came out, no one was really using it. We didn't really know how it was going to work. But now I'm like, when I face this card, I'm just like, <laughs> I can never time this, the, 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 like a zap or a log because when you break its balloons, it takes like four and a half seconds for it to actually fall and explode on the floor. You know what? I'm going to move it. Good choice. I think I would have to move this too. I don't think that it's a bad card. In fact, I love the card and the concept and I love the, the, the mechanic that it has. But to me, dude, this just promotes more types of spell bait type decks. Mm -hmm. And it just makes me so angry because <laughs> we just tried so incredibly hard including supercell right i mean they nerfed all goblins and right and rocket spell like all spells for that reason i mean it's one of the reasons why all of that was nerfed was to remove that spell bait type style play and i mean it's it's kind of giving way to this new form of of play and it's not a bad it's just to me i just hate playing against it Maybe that was the ulterior motive. Maybe it was designed to make it look like they were trying to uh, simmer down on the spell bait decks, but really all they were doing was making room for a new version. Well, if that's the case, that's better because there's more variety, right? Like more than one log bait deck is good because then there's multiple kinds of counters to it. But in my opinion, I just thought that they were trying to like not make spell bait so great again. And yeah. Right. Now I'm facing more spell baits, and I'm just like, I hate you, spell bait. <laughs> now that's fair. I would, I would definitely have to move this too. All right, you ready for the next one? Yes. This past season ended on New Year's Eve, and the next season is going to end on the Super Bowl. Boom it or move it? Hmm. Now, I'm not really a huge sports buff, but I do watch the Super Bowl because that's all anybody does on that day. Otherwise, you have no friends. Uh, so I'm definitely going to move this, mainly because I know that there are a lot of people that do want to be able to finish strong at the end of a season, especially competitive players. Uh, I mean, this is their bread and butter, right? They wait for the end of the season so they can rank up as many trophies as they can. Um, but I just feel like putting it on a day that pretty much the entire U.S. at least is very, very busy. Hmm. I don't really agree with that. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I think, you know, we are casual players and whether we get an extra 100 or 50 trophies doesn't really make any difference. But we do like to play at the end of the season, even as casual players, to see how high we can get, right? Like, where are we going to end the season off? Where, where can we finish? And right. with competitive players, like you said, it's even worse. I mean, they they... That's what that's their bread and butter. Um, so to me, that's like discouraging people from playing on like the on some of the most busy days of the year. And it just, to me, it makes no sense. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Um, and I'm sure no matter what they do, it's it, there's always going to be a season that ends on some random holiday. But I, I don't know. I don't I still don't really understand why seasons go into the first week of each month. Uh, me either. Yeah, because it doesn't make sense. Well. It could just be because we don't know. There's plenty that we don't know, which we do know. Like, we know that we don't know a lot. Oh, we don't know anything. Right. We just talk about a lot of stuff. It's amazing that people even listen to us. I, well, you said it best. <laughs> well, speaking of the Super Bowl, 
Where is touchdown? Boom it or move it. I am going to boom this one. Where is touchdown? I feel like it's been a month or longer since touchdown has come out. When touchdown is out, people love it. It's like the only game mode that people play sometimes. And the fact that you can do it with 2v2s in your clans and it's just so much fun. And I feel like it's just been gone for way too long and it needs to come back. So I will boom this one for sure. Totally agree. I would double boom this one. You want to hear something funny? In the iOS app store, the first quote unquote screenshot, which is really a video, the first screen that they show in that video is none other than touchdown. No way. So it's clearly marketed as like one of the top features of this game, but it's nowhere to be found ever. Dude, that's so true. I'm looking at it right now and it's like the first thing that you see in the in like the the replay function or their what would it be called like a uh preview? Uh trailer, preview. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, right? So it's clearly like a tentpole item, but it's nowhere to be found. Something needs to be changed about that. I agree. I agree. So that's it, man. Boom it or move it. Successful. New Year's 2018. Boom year. The boom year, baby. Let's go. It's the year of the boom. It's like the year of the dog or the monkey, right? Or the chicken or the turkey. The rat, the rabbit. They say lots of things. The snake. Those Chinese got really cool calendars. They do have really cool calendars. <laughs> when I found out, I was, I think I was, I think I was, a, I think I'm a horse. I think I'm a rabbit. You're a horse? Yeah, isn't that cool? I mean, it's cool. I just didn't see it coming. So what are you trying to say? Like, what do you, what did you expect me to be? Like, did you expect me to be like a turtle? Like, what did you, uh. what does it mean? <laughs> Tell me exactly what you're trying to say right now. I mean, I'm very curious. Oh, honestly, oh man, I'm crying. Uh, no, I, I thought you were going to be like a bull. A bull? You know, I don't yeah. know if I'm, I don't know if I'm a horse or a bull. How would I check? I guess you could just go online just, and check, I, right? I, I think you go out on the line and you Google it. On the Google? And you Google the on Google? The, on the Google. Check the internet. I am the year of the horse, dude. Wow. Not too shabby. Confirmed. The Google has confirmed. Nice. I still would have pegged you as a bull, but a horse is pretty cool. You ever see a wild horse? Well. Beast. I feel like this is one of those times where you're having a conversation with yourself, so I'm just going to say okay, and, and yes. It's also I one can. of those times where we just ramble and don't talk about anything. Well. Let's move on. How about that? I'm in. All right. Uh, we got some chests. Yeah, we do. So what do you got? Unfortunately, I don't have a crown chest this time around, but I do have a clan chest and two, count them, two big dogs. Sacrilege, Joe. You know what, man? Like... I didn't have enough time today to play to get my crown chest, and last night I was like, I really want to open my crown chest, or I could save it for the podcast, and I accidentally, on purpose, clicked it. And Joe's Joe's selfishness won that battle. It's the first and only time I will do that. Sorry. Well, you want to hear some real sacrilege? Tell me. I had a big dog. A huge big dog. Probably one of the biggest big dogs that you can actually have aside from a regular legendary chest. And that would be what? The new legendary king's chest. You got a legendary king's chest? I did. From the quests. No way. Uh-huh. And guess what happened? I was, ho- I was saving it. I was holding on to it for dear life. 
I got it like three days ago. I worked really, 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 really hard to get those quests done so I could open it on the show. And you know what happened? I got an error message today. And what did it say? The error message said, the game client and server are no longer in sync. Please re-log in or restart the game or something. It was ridiculous and nothing worked, man. I go into the game, I try and donate a card, it restarts the game. So uh, the only way to, fa- of course I took it to Twitter and uh, 20 people messaged me back and they were like, oh, you got to like do this with the turn your Wi-Fi off and wave your fingers at it and spin it on your on your head a little bit and then you have to do a backflip and <laughs> eventually, eventually when the planets align, you will be able to open your chest. So of course I had to do all of these tricks to try and get this thing to open or else I couldn't do anything else in this game. So unfortunately, I had to open the chest and I was really mad about it. So I have that. I'm going to tell you what I got. And then I also have a clan and a crown chest. Boom. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you what I got from my legendary king's chest. So I got 4,200 gold, dude. Dang, that's a lot. Right? And then I had the choice between, let, ooh, this is going to be fun. You ready? You're going to tell me what you think I picked. Okay. All right. Choice between 124 fire spirits and 124 cannons. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go fire spirits. Ding, 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 ding. Let's see how well you know me. 132 bats and 132 arrows. Oh, oh, wow. That's hard, man. <laughs> that is so <laughs> incredibly hard. Uh, yeah. I'll give you a hint. I, I didn't start using the variation until after I opened up the chest. I'm going to say arrows. Even if you didn't tell me that, I would have guessed arrows because you said your bats were still level nine. Right. Well, you nailed it. Two executioners and two rage spells. Oh, well, I mean. This isn't even a contest anymore. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to clearly go with the executioners. Right? Uh, all right, this, this is a good one. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. 70 tombstones and 70 furnaces. Um, I think you probably went furnace. Ooh, how did you get that? I don't know. <laughs> <What was> it? <laughs> I like put myself in Rob's shoes and I'm like, if I was Rob right now, what would I do? Uh-huh. All right. This this may be a good one. I don't know. Depends on your uh, mindset at the time. Seven dark princes or seven goblin barrels? Oh, wow. Yeah. I think you... I think you would definitely choose the dark princes. No! I you chose went the goblin, goblin barrel. <laughs> when do you ever play goblin barrel? Never. Ever. I didn't have as many cards. That's the only reason why I chose it that way. All right, you stumped me on one. Well, you wouldn't have known how many I had, so it's fair. You're doing pretty good so far. There's more? There's two more. Hit me. 14 baby dragons or 14 expos. Oh, come on. (laughs) This is tough. See, like... If this were me, I would very quickly pick the expo. I think... I feel like you probably would do the same because you're a siege player. So I'm going to pick... I'm going to go with the expo. I would, and I did, and you're right. 
Boom. Yeah, and the last one, of course, the wonderful legendary that I got to choose. Are you ready for my choices? I'd be shocked if you couldn't figure this one out. Well, I've been wrong before. Not this time. The Lava Hound or the Log? Oh, wow, Rob, this one's, uh, <laughs> this one's tough. You look, I this see smoke coming out of your ears trying to figure this one tough. out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna very quaintly say the Log. You nailed it, and it's one step further towards a level four Log. So wait, you're two of ten right now? Or one of ten? I am one of ten. I'm two of ten, so Ooh. boom, we are right there. Boom. All right, well, I wish there was a loud crash and we can start screaming for a legendary, but unfortunately, the game robbed me of that moment. So, are, are you ready to do your chest? I am. What are we doing first, clan? Yep, because that's the only one that we have that's the same. Right. Okay, you ready? Ready. Clan chest 10 of 10, let's go. <laughs> As usual, 1,620 gold, one zappies, awkward. Ooh, you don't like that. I like that. Right. Two mini pekkas. All right. This is weird, Rob. Three fireballs. Uh-oh. So we just went one, two, three. What's the next one, four? No, we, we, we skipped a beat here. 97 <laughs> <laughs> minion horde. Wow. 143 skeleton barrels. This one's this one's a letdown. 21 heal spells. Ooh. And three princes. Okay, hey. Prince. Okay, Prince. Nice. Prince coming in to save the day from a flan chest. Oh, you right. Or a bland chest. Depends. Or a flan chest. Or a flan. Flan? Flan? Flanny bland. Flanny McFlannerstein. Right. So now it's my turn. Was that a question, or...? I don't know what that was. Clan chest. Boom. Boom. As always, 1,620 gold. 27 cannons. Would be great if we still had touchdown. Right. 32 goblin gang. Heyo, 43 bats. Boom. Mortar Mauler variation. I was just going to say, like, can we say, like, Mortar Mauler something after that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. This game's toying with me. 52 skeletons. Oh. Mortar Mauler. Baby. <laughs> rip, Larry, rip. <laughs> uh, 86 goblins. 27 inferno towers. Oh. Yeah, see, that's a problem. Oh, it is a problem. And three cannon carts. Heyo! I'm not going to complain. That was a pretty good chest. Wish it had a legendary. Yeah, well, I can't always get a legendary, but those cannon carts, solid. Yep, you're up. You got yourself a big doll. I do. What's the first one? This is a giant chest from my quests. Ooh, let's do it. <laughs> 924 gold. Ooh, starting off right. One giant skeleton. Nice. 245 ice spirits. Mortar Mauler, baby. Sixty-one musketeers. There's no confusion about what card you just opened. Why? Because you could only have sixty-one singular musketeers. <laughs> 
Sure. Right. Sure. I'm gonna go with an okay. I got an epic and a legendary in a giant chest. Dude, I'm floored right now. Wow. I am currently two of four miners. I'm just two away from a level three miner. Dude, Ooh. that is amazing. I'm so happy right now. I can't believe that just happened. Me either. Way to start the boom year off right. It's the only way I know how to do things, man. Boom. All right, so that's it, right? Me? You're up. My turn. So this is an Arena 12 crown chest okay 681 gold two gems 34 tesla towers huh you sound upset about that but tesla towers are really good in the current meta right but i mean if you want this chest you could open it well i cannot physically do that so right help me move my finger in spirit you ready ready 44 Spear Goblins, 9 Wizards, and 1 Skeleton Army. Nice. Yeah, I'll take it. It started out kind of weak. Progressively got stronger as we went on. I would agree with that. That was pretty good. All right. I've got a magical chest. Ooh, really? Yep. I'll die a little bit inside if you get another legendary. I will do the same. So here we go. You ready? Ready. 1,320 gold. Oof. 34 skeleton barrels. Okay. Eight zappies. <laughs> nine furnaces. You don't sound happy right now. I, I hear your, the tone in your voice is going down as you open cards. Right, well, yep. that's what happens when you open up a legendary in your giant chest and then you get these cards <laughs> as your magical chest, right? It's not over yet. I guess you're right. 66 Tesla Towers. Okay, okay. All right. Ten, 10 Fireballs. All right, that's pretty good. One Hunter. Nice. <gasps> no way. No, I'm just kidding. Four skeleton what? army. <laughs> oh, I hate you a little bit inside. Four skeleton army. I got excited, though. Ah, well, I thought, yeah, well, you know. That's one way to mess me over. Well, boom. <laughs> Fine. Uh, well, you done? I'm done. No more chests. I'm done. Relatively, I would say for me, very successful chest opening. Yeah, I would say me too. Um. So with that said, let's move on to our Deck Spotlight. Deck Spotlight. And this deck comes to us from our buddy Pompeo, and we were recently asked, can you please feature a deck for lower level arenas? So we did. And its average elixir cost is a 3.8, and it includes the giant, minions, minion horde, skeleton army, sparky, goblin barrel, Zap, and the Ice Wizard. So Joe, how do we rock this deck? So dude, you said this before, but we got requested to 
give a deck spotlight on a lower level arena type deck. And this deck features all lower arena cards. In fact, the highest arena that you have to be in to play this deck is in Arena 6, which is where the Sparky gets unlocked. Mm -hmm. Every other card comes from an arena lower than that. But dude, this deck is literally the epitome of a spell bait deck. I know I said before that I didn't like these decks, and I can assure you that it's because of decks like these <laughs> that I hate them. Right. So here's the thing. This deck has the Giant, which is a very, very big tanky unit, obviously. It also has the Sparky, which in and of itself is also a relatively tanky type unit. So the difference between this deck and any other kind of deck that I've ever played with a Spellbait style deck is that it has two very tanky troops in it. The normal Spellbait or Loblin deck that we see very commonly in the meta has one tank in it, and that's the Knight. And to be honest, man, I watched Pompeo play this deck, and I gotta tell you, the sole purpose of playing this deck is to literally annoy the living daylights out of your <laughs> opponent. I can see that. There is very little strategy involved. In fact, you play the Ice Wizard for defensive purposes, and then you play any troop you want to bait any sort of spell out, like a Poison, or a Zap, or a Log. Once you figure out what it is that your opponent is playing, then you develop your big push. Your big push can consist of the giant in the back, followed by the sparky, and then you wait until your giant crosses the river to throw the goblin barrel onto the tower and create the onslaught of havoc that comes to your opponent's way. The cool thing about this deck is that it has not only the minions, but also the minion horde. Patience with your minion horde is very key, because if you can bait out your opponent's spell with your minions, it is very difficult for your opponent to do literally anything against your minion horde. If you notice that your opponent's primary spell to stop your sparky is a zap, if they play the zap on your skeleton army, your minion horde, your minions, or your goblin barrel. That is a strong and fast green light to <laughs> drop the sparky in the back behind your tower. Develop yep. the push almost immediately and go for the W. It is literally almost impossible to stop this deck as soon as the spell bait is used. And the cool thing about this deck is that there are only three cards in the entire deck that are not susceptible to spells. Giant, Ice Wizard, and the Sparky itself. They're very limited to what they can be killed by. The Sparky can really only be killed by a rocket, and the Ice Wizard can only be killed by a poison or a lightning. Or a rocket, I guess, but no one would, no one would really do that. Um, so literally every other card in the deck is baitable. And so if you can just play consistently, bait out cards from your opponent, once you realize what they're playing, take advantage of it, you're going to get a W under your belt. Boom. Boom. The only other thing that I would add, and this just comes from uh, seeing it happen live and being annoyed when it happens uh, because it works well, uh, eventually you're going to have to use your Goblin Barrel uh, as part of your offensive push. 
So what I would recommend is you always try and change the position of where you throw it. You don't always want to throw your goblin barrel at the same part of the tower every time. Otherwise, your opponent is going to easily predict where you're throwing it. You see, I think I would disagree with that. Really? Yeah. So here, here's my counter to that. If you place the goblin barrel directly on the tower, your opponent has to use a log or a zap to attack them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you try and do one of those like quirky trick barrels and throw it past the tower, all three goblins land together behind the tower. So your opponent can spend one elixir and freeze them all with an ice spirit and your tower will do the rest of the damage. So it's a risk, man. It's a big risk. No, I know that's true. But all all I'm saying is you don't want to be predictable because if you keep throwing it in the same spot, they're going to know what to do every time. They're going to go, oh, he threw the goblin barrel again. Let's do this play again. No, I totally agree. But I think at the end of the day, if you can find out that your opponent is not able to counter it, that's when you use it. Fair. So being less predictable is certainly an option, or being patient to bait out the spell is also another option. There's Joe's way, and then there's the right way. Wow, Rob. (laughs) Sorry, I just needed to zap your goblin barrel throw. Well, you did it well, Rob. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice job. Um, And we got five reviews, so we are going to read out one. Are you ready? I'm ready. So the review is great podcast from Crap Ripoff from the U.S. And they write, this is the podcast you're looking for if you need Clash Royale information, strategy, or humor. It is not the podcast you need for dessert reviews as they blasphemed against the great flan. Hopefully they'll be in South Florida someday and I can show them what a real flan should taste like. Seriously, though, a great Clash Royale podcast, huge fan, and wishing for many more podcasts to come. Boom! Boom, dude. Crap Ripoff, thank you so much for the kind words. Rob, I guess we try and give a little bit of Clash Royale information, a little bit of strategy, and a lot of bit of humor. I was going to say, maybe, maybe we're funny. Maybe. Uh, I mean, we, we, we try and be really funny, but we're not really that funny. But at least we're really something. Right. No, but in all seriousness, thank you so much for the review and the kind words. No one should ever take us seriously, especially when it comes to dessert reviews. I don't know what flan really tastes like, but it's just flawny to me. It sounds weird. Like, it, it just, it sounds like you would have a strange texture. I don't really know anything about it other than that I don't like the word. Maybe that's really what it is. It sounds jiggly to me. <laughs> it's like jello. Right? It does. It kind of sounds a little bit jiggly to me. It's like a mix of a creme brulee and jello. That's what I picture flan to be like. So if it's not that, and if it's scrumptious, please let us know. I'm with you, but they did say that if we're ever in South Florida one day, they'll show us what a real good flan tastes like. I'm excited for that moment in my life. I'm in. We just got to make it to South Florida. Boom. Boom. So thank you so much for being a part of the community and for the kind words and for listening to the show. Bada bada. Boom. And we got some reviews from Poopface Extreme. Thanks again. That's a real name. Did you know that? Thanks again. Thanks again. JD32. And last but not least, would you say Fidviv? Fidvivif? Fidvivif. F-H-Y-D-V-Y-F. Fidvivif. From Canada. Boom. Thank you guys so much for reaching out, leaving us reviews. We really appreciate it. We say every single episode, it's the number one way you can help us reach more people. And you have certainly helped us do that. 
Bada bada, boom. Ooh, I love it. And no patrons this week, but maybe we'll uh maybe we'll get a couple more in 2018. Who knows? If you would like to support the show, you can go to castrailpodcast.com slash donate and you can learn about all the different ways that you can support us. That's right. And as always, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can email us at feedback at castrailpodcast.com. Also, if you would like to join our clans, we refresh every Saturday night into Sunday. Join our Discord. We let those people know first because they're our team. You want to know first? You got to be in the Discord. Totally agree. And as always, if you'd like to reach out to us on Twitter, you can do so by using the handle at Podcast Royale. Oh, and finally, be sure to check out our YouTube channel, Growing Strong, youtube.com slash Podcast. You can check out some deck spotlights. You can check out the podcast. That's up there, too, if you'd like to listen through YouTube. So many more things to come. Double boom. Mm-hmm. So that's it, man. We're done. We finished. We did it. The first episode of 2018. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I guess that's one way to start the year and end the episode. You got anything else to say? Because I'm done. I'm tired. I'm going to bed. We need to go. 2017 kicked our butt. We need to get ready for 2018. How do you feel? I feel good, man. I thought 2017, by the way, was, was a great year for us. It was. And I will say this. We went from just two simple brothers that had no cares in the world to the boom bros. Ooh. That love the game give a podcast every other week to thousands and thousands of listeners that share the same passion as we do for the game. And man, I, I got to tell you, what a humbling experience it has been. And I think I speak for the both of us when we say that we are so very much looking forward to what 2018 has in store for us. Boom. Couldn't have said it better myself. We love you guys. We wouldn't be here without you. And we're honored to know and clash with you. Double boom. Boom. Let's be done. I'm out. I love you. Good night. Until next time for another hodgepodge of everything. Hodgepodge of everything. Boom. Boom. Bye. Bye. Bye.